0: and said why did you why do you keep interrupting me and telling me to sit down and I guess he said because there is no such thing as a small church uh, when we talk about church growth how does Jesus define a church where there is two gathered in my name there I am in the midst right and so and so Um, in the United States now (coughs) what we're seeing is is that there is a migration from big churches to small churches people are leaving the big churches Um, my church in Philadelphia is growing because it's a small church whoops (laughs) <laughs> I, have to stop to the, I have to stop talking now. That's for you because to must get No, because our church uh, has, you know, had, well, when I started, it had 10 elderly people in uh, there. Now it has like 20 or 30 uh, younger people and families in, in about a year and a half. And, and, and some people are coming to my church from big churches
1: big, big churches, you know, and,
0: and they say that they just are not getting the investment and uh, my theory is is that when Jesus said uh, told the story about a shepherd having a hundred sheep he left the 99 after the 1 this is my theory I can't say this is doctrine or theology but this is my theory that that, unless you're (coughs) a super pastor, an amazing leader of some kind, I think it's difficult to pastor effectively more than 100 people. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible to effectively pastor more than 100 people per man, per pastor. Because when you start getting larger than 100 people, then it's hard to keep track of everybody and even a hundred is like stretching Uh, in the New Testament uh, and I know the population count in the world then and the population count in the world today is different but in the New Testament do you know the average size of a church what what it was the house churches in in Lycus Valley you know it was probably you know 10, 20 people. That was yeah. Uh, the, and the one mega church that Paul had was Corinth, which was about 200 people. And so that's what that's what um, some that's what some scholars teach. We don't know that exactly, but when you look at the when you look at the meeting places of some of these churches, it's very small. People didn't have cars. And, you know, so, really the size of the church was... How many men did Jesus have? Look at the disciples that Jesus had, okay? Jesus had what? He had his 70, right? Then he had his 12. What's that, 91, right? You know, I don't know if his 12 was part of the 70. Maybe it was. Probably it was. it was. it was. Yeah, see, I some coffee. I can preach, but I can't calculate. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jesus had his seventy. He had his twelve, and then he had his three. Then he had his one. And so the same thing with us is as, as church planters, as pastors, as missionaries. You know, who, are, who is our seventy? <coughs> like who are our 70 disciples do we have 70 disciples? maybe no. we don't but we could you know. we could pray for 70 people uh, and then I have a list in my office at home of 12 men that I'm, that I'm discipling in, you know, in Europe and men that I feel that I'm called to disciple some of them are Ukrainians some are other people and and then there's the three. Who are the three top men? You know, like the Peter, James, and John, that are that are in our lives that we want to pour everything into. Uh. <coughs> and then who's the one? Who's, who is our Timothy? Who is our Peter? <laughs> because when we, you know, when we die, <coughs> um, you know, sometimes we've seen this happen is that. You know, if a pastor dies or is no longer allowed in the country, then who takes over? And the person that takes over the work, how are they connected with home base? You know, are they connected? And I remember talking to. I, you, I was going to talk about something this morning, but um, I, I was talking with one pastor in another country. And he had very bad health, and, and I said to him. I said, if you die <coughs> or if you can't go back to this country because he was an American who will take your work? And and, and and then he started he started to raise up one national And, and in twelve months he died. <laughs> <laughs> so I am so, not asking that question anymore to anybody. Uh, but it's a good question, you know? And I like this. I like this. This is my great. I love John Post, Pastor John Post. His his family is amazing. They are fun. But I don't care what anybody thinks. If you can have a baby in Russia in the early 90s, in Kaliningrad, in a small hospital. And, and, you know, and li- now they're living in Nepal, I think, right? Or like that. These people are amazing. It's incredible. And, you know, God doesn't use the wise, the powerful, but he uses the small, the things that are nothing, the foolish things of this earth, you know. And, uh, but he said this to me. I said, I said to him one time, I said, oh, if I had just, if I had a thousand lives, I would just, you know, live them on the mission field. I, I just feel like my life is so short, you know. He said that? I said that, and he said to me, he said, you know, how Pastor John Post is like this. He has this practical. You know, well, maybe you can invest in a thousand people and replicate yourself in a thousand people, and then you have your thousand lives right there. You know, so I think that's probably from the Lord. You know, so you know, we want to and we want to invest in people, and we. You know, Pastor Schaller said that small, these small flocks you know, in Ukraine right now um, a lot of our pastors and, and people that we led to Christ are having children and these kids are becoming teenagers and they're disciples and I said to Pastor Vladek Majekowski said, I said who knows what our children are going to do who knows what our kids are going to do They could go so far beyond us. Pastor Stevens, before he died, he said that greater grace is just scratching the surface. We're just getting started. This is just shortly before he passed away. So, we need to look at what we do by faith. I mean, don't we? We need to look at what we do by faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, the devil is always mm-hmm. trying to re- refine, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. redefine reality for us. Mm-hmm. The devil is always trying to tell us what is reality. Mm-hmm. And because we live in three dimensions mm-hmm. length, depth, height because we live in these three dimensions. <coughs> We we are so easily de- deceived and so easily blinded. And I want to just read a little bit of A. W. Tozer. I just have been enjoying his portion lately. But let's read first. Let's first read um, a, a Hebrews. Uh, I'm sorry, Romans. Yeah, Hebrews eleven verse six. Here we are in Zagreb, drinking oh, coffee, in a, a beautiful little porch, you yeah, know. know, I told and my neighbors, I'm going to go to Europe, you know, <clears throat> and they're like, Europe, you're going to Europe, you're so <laughs> lucky, everybody, <laughs> you know, it must be nice, <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, I go there <laughs> three, or, three or four yeah, times geez, a year, Lord, you know, two or three, three times a year, year. You're like, you what? are you rich or something, <laughs> <I> go, no, <laughs> you know, we just... We just like you know this is I'm a missionary. We go my brother who's not following God. Pastor Jason's following God, but he cannot understand our life. He just he just, he just looks at me. And, he doesn't even know what to say. Like, you know it's amazing. So we're here this morning with with two Czechs, a Hungarian, a Azeri, a Romanian, a Finn. And an American. So, let's I mean, just not... Appreciate. Let's talk about the Bible. Let's not talk about any foreign foreign yeah. policy, okay? No okay. Saying, a, team yeah. is going to blow up. Let's not talk yeah. about yeah. politics. Yeah. Yeah. Culture. Okay, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible if to please anybody. him. That's really amazing, isn't it? That verse replaces the entire all the Ten Commandments. As a verse, she did. Galatians five he, he says that the law the law is fulfilled in in one word and that I is think it's, what love right I think it's to be for so he God. that comes to God must believe that he is that, you know when we come to God we have to understand his nature and that we are approaching a mercy seat uh, Jesus said at the last supper he said with great desiring have I desired to eat this with you. That. It's amazing. That God has a great, great desire to commune with us. It's amazing. That we, like we think God's like God doesn't want to see us because we didn't have a good thought life last night or yesterday, or, uh, or we did something. Wrong. God awaits he says I wait to be gracious I wait so that's what I, he said my goal today is to be pour out grace on my people is that amazing when the church started in Acts chapter 4 it says a great grace was upon them all I feel like that great grace is on us and and that's the way and it he says here that he is a he is a rewarder of them that di- diligently seek him he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Oh, oh, oh. And I think that's a good verse for missions, isn't it? Like, we're seeking God <coughs> diligently for the Balkans. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. We're seeking God diligently because it's in our heart. We're seeking God for, like, Southern Europe. You know, we were talking yesterday with Modern modern. Yeah, that, that You know, there's that line. Romania, Hungary, Austria, Switzerland, and then underneath Russia. that nothing. I happening that. Greater Greece. Italy, Greece, the Balkans, Cyprus. Well we have a group of Cyprus. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, and to reach these southern Europeans will be Unique, and it's, know, it's, and it's going to take a lot of prayer. You know, sure you but A. W. Tozer said <laughs> this. He said that there's two there's two ways that we frame our life, what frames we look through. You know, one right. well, yeah, like uh, yeah, because I, ed, 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 can I I mean, can't There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm so glad this is not video right now. I <laughs> <laughs> It was like laughing at me. The whole well, it time. can be. Number one, what God, what is really happening right now and how I feel. That's the first frame that we can look through. As as should can I put it as put more You know, like... We look out a window and we that's framed with, you know, that's our world view. How I feel about what's happening to me right now. That's the way, the first way the devil tries to define our, our reality. How do you feel what's happening right now? And it's all three dimensions. Second frame is what, what, what God says through the word of grace that's our reality today right? that what God says is the word of his grace and I read this yesterday in the, in, the, in, the, in the bus but I'm going to read this again faith introduces another radically different element into our lives by faith we know is the word that lifts our knowing onto a higher level faith engages fact that has been revealed from heaven and by their nature these facts do not respond to scientific tests the Christian knows a thing to be true not because he has verified it because of experience but because God has said it Here's another, here's another great real faith is not the stuff dreams are made of rather it is tough practical and altogether realistic faith sees the invisible but does not see the non-existent faith engages God the one reality who gave and gives existence to all things God's, listen to this God's promises uh, conform reality and whoever trusts God's promises enters the world's of facts and not fiction. Issues. Those, those are some pretty heavy words. <laughs> Think about that. In, Revel- in Romans one verse seventeen, it <clears throat> says that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Okay. Paul was in. Paul was in was in Asia. Remember this. And God closed the door twice <laughs> on His, on his and movement, <clears throat> And Paul refused to stop thinking in faith, and so he went to Troas. God's Europe went to him play about Europe. We're about Europe, so we'll talk about Europe. Mm-hmm. and you know, we it was and a, a lot of, a lot of. Aspects of the natures, of nature of God can be, and the plan of God can be revealed through a series of closed doors. Nope, nope, nope. nope. And when God closes a door and we experience disappointment, and that will happen, we will be disappointed. That's going to happen. Because in the last days, the characteristic of the last days is that people will get offended. Uh, yeah. People yeah. are going to get offended in the last days, and they're going to leave. and They're going to say, "Okay, forget it." But, but, um, but when God closes the door, we have to exercise ourselves in, in, in invisible facts that, that there are that in our hearts and in our minds. We have a picture of a Macedonian man, don't we? Yeah. And, and it's a picture of a, of a person, a disciple, that is hungry for God, and hungry for the ministry of Christ. Right? And we have that picture in our soul, don't we? Like I do. I have that picture. And we believe that he and many others are somewhere in this part of Europe. And, and so we walk by faith <coughs> because we are in search of that person and, and, it, and a good question can be is, is like historically when we look at the ministry of Paul in Macedonia and in southern Europe did he ever meet a Macedonian man? who was that Macedonian man? he was Lydia well I mean, she's not a man, but could it have been the jailer, the, the man that was the, the the man in the jail that was that got saved, in his whole house? Could it have been? Could it have been a church? <coughs> I don't know. But Paul had a picture in his mind of of what he was doing and where he was going, and. and and like we do too, we have this picture in our mind of, of a church here with disciples and a Bible school and a pastor and rap sessions and outreach and, you know, you know, mission trips. And and that's in our heart. and That's in our minds. And I'll just finish with this. That we will we will burn out if we don't (coughs) we can be an amazing missionary church planner outreach person for 20 years but we will burn out But we will burn out if we do not if we do not learn how to stir up the gift inside of us I think one of the most dangerous things that, that could happen to us That Mm. could happen to me is that I can start to live in what I know and what we know, and that can just be a ministry of knowledge, good teaching, good programs, good activities, but not live in faith. And only we ourselves know when we're in that position. And, um, and so I think it's good for us, you know, to stir ourselves up in the faith and uh, build ourselves up in the grace of God. And, you know, think with God. I mean, Pastor Chabelli's in his sixties, and he's dreaming about countries and cities in Africa. Like, you know, it's amazing. Like, why couldn't we do that? Why couldn't we live into our eighties? and you know and uh, maybe we can't go everywhere everywhere, but we can disciple men teach so I don't know I just think that if we walk by faith something's going to be revealed here and that's going to be the righteousness of God Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people need that Croatia seems to be a place of just people here seem to be very high high achievers here very high achievement and, and, um, so and oh, that can uh, be a characteristic of the Slavic nature I think, Mabash, I think. high achievers so you know, really. like, we, we want to be like this we want to be like these people we want to be grades. we want to be the best in what we do and uh, but and people need to see revealed uh, by someone that walks by faith <laughs> uh, <laughs> the right, right? speak so because that's what we're doing here kind of like we don't know what we're doing <laughs> you know but uh, I believe that God knows what's going on and, yeah. and I <laughs> think the key is just have fun, <laughs> relax And that seems to be the way that God works the most, when we are not trying, but when we are just just being led by 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 God. God God So, the purpose of this trip, really, in case nobody understood what we're doing, (laughs) is is that we're just going to travel, you know, Zagreb. Tonight, we're going to go to Banya Luka, Bosnia. Bosnia. Uh, then after that uh, tomorrow morning we're going to do some outreach there Uh, we're supposed to meet up with a pastor there uh, we can invite people to a meeting hall um, and have a meeting there Uh, some of his people will be there maybe Uh, and then the day after that we're going to just get in our car drive to Belgrade and the plan is to be there two days but um so we have <coughs> the option to change the schedule anytime. Well, yeah. we, we don't have to go anywhere for We, for, we can go somewhere longer, somewhere shorter. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Friday we'll go to Saget. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <coughs> you know, the, the idea is, it's like, let's go throw the seat out. And uh, we have contacts here, and Pastor Schaller said, as we heard in March, in the Eurocon, he said, he said, what about the Balkans, we had something here, and, uh, you know, like, what about it, you know, and uh, let's, let's restart it, uh, and he kind of encouraged me to help him, so, chicken so, so um, maybe we don't my wife and i don't live here but maybe we could help we could help encourage virgil pastor virgil could go to macedonia yeah.